all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. I'll spare you my singing today, but there's an old chorus that says, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. And I want to say amen to that. You know the chorus, maybe you can sing it to yourself today, hum it along your way, because there's nothing in this world like being a part of the family of God. And we're examining this little book of Philemon, which is an illustration of the grace of God, the love of God, and all that brings into our lives. It's not just what it gets out of our life, it's what it brings into our life on the positive side. We've learned that the love of God changes everything. In verse 10, a slave has become a son. In verse 11, an unprofitable man became a profitable man. In verses 12 through 14, a runaway became a received one. In verse 15, the one that was lost for a season is now saved forever. And now we've come to verse 16. And Paul writes to his friend Philemon regarding this man Onesimus, not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So we add this to our list of what God did for Onesimus and what God does for us. Now the servant becomes a brother. We all know there's a difference between an employee and a family member. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, blood is thicker than water. You've heard that expression, right? I read to you the other day in our study from Galatians 3 and Galatians 4, perhaps you want to go back and review that scripture again. Paul draws the distinction between the servant and the son. Well, that's what we're looking at yet again here. But notice earlier, Paul referred to Onesimus as his son because he was the one that was basically his spiritual father here on earth, the one guiding him to the heavenly father. But now he turns it around and he uses a different word. He refers to him not as a son, but as a brother, yet another family term. He's talking about his relationship now to Philemon. It's radically changed. Uh, before, their relationship was employer and employee or master and servant. But now he says, no, no, you don't just have a human relationship with him. Now you have a spiritual relationship. You have a, a divine connection to him. He says, in the flesh and in the Lord. And so we learn today that when the grace of God works in us, the servant becomes a brother. Several words come to my mind today just looking at this verse. One word that comes to my mind is the word free. He's free. Servants were not free. Servants had to do what the master said. Servants were under uh, the master. But the Bible says here he's, he's not a servant now. No, he's, he's a brother now. He's free. Galatians 6 verse 1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Uh, you, you see, you have liberty of conscience. Every person has liberty of conscience. God made us that way. That's the, the freedom to choose. The sad reality is so many people choose to live in sin and away from God that they literally choose bondage. Uh, they choose to be slaves to sin and servants to unrighteousness. Uh, they choose to be in bondage all of their life. When you come to know Christ, he breaks the shackles of sin. Look, any, anyone strong enough 
uh, to lay aside his own grave clothes and come out of a grave and throw off the shackles of death is certainly strong enough to break the chains of sin in your life. So I don't know what's binding you, what chains you think you know, you're going to have to drag around uh, the rest of your life. I want you to know Jesus Christ makes you free. But then you each day must choose to live and walk in that freedom. Uh, you are not a servant to sin. You are now a servant to Christ. Remind yourself of that. You know, there's so much identity confusion today and identity theft today. And the same thing is true spiritually. I think so many believers have forgotten you were set free. You weren't meant to live as a slave. You have been made free in Jesus Christ. The second word that comes to my mind here is the word father. You see, how did he become a brother? He became a brother by being born again. He now has a heavenly Father, I, I can imagine that most of the servants in this ancient culture did not feel a great deal of love. It was all duty. But now he's come into a relationship that is a love-based relationship. In fact, love is one of the common themes woven throughout the entire letter here. And I would say love is one of the common threads that is woven through all of Scripture because that's who God is. We come into an experience of the love of God. I fear that far too many people view God as some far-off, distant, uh, supreme being with a club in his hand, ready just to squash them at any moment. <laughs> Dear friend, if God was going to squash you, he would have done it a long time ago uh, because we deserved it a long time ago. The Lord is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. At this moment, uh, the loving Father has arms outstretched, reaching for you. Uh, would you look to Him? If you look to the Lord, you'll find a heavenly Father full of grace and mercy and love. Yes, He's holy. Yes, He's just. Yes, judgment is coming. But at this moment, He offers reconciliation. Will you receive that today? Will you look to the Father today? He's a good Father. The third word that comes to my mind here is not only the word free and Father, but the word family, because, again, we come to these family terms. Paul said, he's my brother, and he says, he's your brother. I would remind you that when we have the same father, we're in the same family. So look around your local church. What do you see? Somebody said friends. Well, I hope they're friends, but they're more than friends. Somebody else says fellow church members. Well, they are fellow church members, but they're more than that. They are family members. I'm convinced if Christians viewed one another more as family members, they would treat one another differently. Uh, look, you may have a spat with a brother or with a sister, uh, but you get over it because family's family. And uh, truthfully, we, we don't just try to destroy our own family members, at least not in normal situations. We try to protect and nurture. We stand up for one another. Well, imagine, why did God say we are a family? We're in this together. We all need the Father, but don't miss this. We need one another. Onesimus needed Paul and needed Philemon, and I would argue that Paul and Philemon needed Onesimus. Remember, we said earlier that uh, he was a man who was unprofitable, but now is profitable. Well, I believe when God saves someone, he so changes them when he brings them into the family that he makes it possible for them to be a blessing. Remember, the book of Philemon is parallel to the book of Colossians because these two letters uh, were written to the same city and delivered at the same time. Did you ever notice in Colossians 4, verse 9, 
Paul said this to the entire church, with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother. Obviously, he's been saved for a little while. He's proven himself to Paul in Rome. He's been faithful and beloved. And then he says this, who is one of you? That's beautiful, isn't it? There was a day Onesimus was not part of the church. He was just one of the servants. But now he is one of you. You see, God connects all the members of the body to one another because all the members contribute something. If you'll be a faithful and beloved brother, God will use you to minister to other members of the family. It's not just the Pauls and not just the Philemons that contribute. The Onesimuses do as well. It's not just the preachers and the prominent people in the church. No, every member of the family is ministering to every other member of the family. Why? Because that's just what the grace of God does. When God works in a man, God works through a man, and that servant becomes now a brother. Would you pray for some brother or sister in Christ today? Would you encourage some brother or sister in Christ today? And would you be a brother or sister to someone else who desperately needs to see the love of God today? This is what it means to be a part of the family of God. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live in the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.